we like to begin our Torah study with a prayer. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the shepherd's blessing, the blessings that come to us from the great shepherd, the good shepherd, the Lord. King David put it so succinctly, the Lord is my shepherd. That's right. And in the Torah portion that we read this week, we find a number of references to the shepherd of Israel. And it's interesting because the Jewish people in Egypt were shepherds raising sheep, but they worshiped the God of Israel who they recognized was also a shepherd. It was an interesting idea because the Egyptians thought very little of shepherds and sheep raising. It was considered a low class, even abhorrent thing to do. And yet the Jewish people were clear. We have a Lord who is our shepherd and we ourselves are shepherds. I want to remind you of something, I'm sure you know this, but it's an important sequence that helps us understand something about blessings. The blessings that we receive from God enable us to bless other people. The more that you experience God's blessings, the more you can bless other people. And as you experience the faithfulness of God, as your experience grows in the life of faith, your power to bless other people will also grow, but not only the power that you have to bless, but the range of your blessings. You will be able to bless more kinds of people in more kinds of situations as your experience grows. Now, the order is really important because you will learn that God wants to use you to be a blessing, just like he said to Abraham. So you're sitting next to someone or near someone, smile at them and say something like this, you're a blessing. You're a blessing. And God wants to use you to be a blessing. You're all blessings. <laughs> God wants to use you to be a blessing, and that's what he said to Abraham. In fact, I think you'll be moving in your true identity and your nature as a disciple of Yeshua and a servant of God when you take seriously the idea that you would be a blessing to others. God spoke to Abraham, something that reflected the order. God says, I will bless you. And then he tells Abraham, you be a blessing to other people. Now, you smile at someone and tell them in the strongest way you can, be a blessing. You be a blessing. Be a blessing. Y'all aren't that strong this morning. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Thank you. 
I got one. Who give me more? Come on, let's hear it. Be a blessing. <laughs> it feels better when you're noisy in this, in this way. I think understanding this is important. It also helps us remember that it is God who gives us the power. It is God who gives us the authority to bless. It is not based in ourselves, but in Him. He loves us first. And that's why we can love others. And when you're made a new creation through your faith and your faithfulness with Yeshua, you'll have many opportunities to bless. And this week's Torah portion describes the last days of Jacob and how he recalls the blessings of God. And then Jacob blesses Joseph, his son, Joseph's Egyptian-born sons, and the rest of Jacob's sons. And we want to focus this morning on the blessings Jacob gave to Joseph and to Joseph's two sons. You can turn in your Bibles to Genesis 48. We'll start in verse 3. Jacob has Joseph and his grandsons, Joseph's sons, with him. And he says this, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and there he blessed me. And he said to me, let's just stop there. Jacob is saying, El Shaddai, God Almighty, appeared to me. He made himself visible to me. That's what the Torah says. He made himself visible to me. And he blessed me. And then he said these things. We'll, we'll read in just a moment what he said. And I thought, I know that it was in a dream at Luz that God appeared, but what's interesting is that God made himself visible. In some way, even in this dream, Jacob was able to see the Lord. And then after the dream, Jacob said, God is in this place, and I didn't recognize it. And I think the Torah is conveying some really radical ideas about God one, God appears to people. He makes himself visible. Second, he speaks. And third, he blesses. And all of these ideas are essential and they are provocative even to this day. And then this is what the Lord said to Jacob. I give you this land as an everlasting possession. And he makes it clear, it's to Jacob and his sons. And who is doing the giving? It is the Lord. It doesn't just happen. It's not that it just occurred, it's your land. God exercises his sovereignty here. And take notice of this, he does not consult other nations. And there's an implication here, and that is God doesn't need permission to assign land. That's a provocative idea, isn't it? It was a provocative idea then. How many of you know it's still a provocative idea? It is. Well, let's go to verse 14. Jacob is ready to bless the two sons of Joseph and the other name, the new name of Jacob is used, Israel. 
Verse 14, but Israel put out his right hand and laid it on the head of the younger one, Ephraim, and put his left hand on the head of Manasseh. He intentionally crossed his hands, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Okay, so if there are any fathers here and you're sitting with any of your children, um, see if you can do a crisscross applesauce kind of motion with them. Mothers, you can even do this too. You can turn around. And so just get the idea. It's, it's a crossing of the hands. And the right hand was placed on the younger one, right? And the left hand was placed on the older one. And in verse 15, it says that Israel, Jacob, blessed Joseph then, the God in whose presence my fathers Abraham and Isaac lived, the God who has been my own shepherd all my life long to this day. And here it gets even more provocative. The angel, Malach, the sent one, the messenger. Now the Hebrew, I, I'm going to pause here because the Hebrew is better than the English. Most English translations that that I have read, rendered this in a verb form, the angel who has rescued. How many of you have something like that in your Bible? The angel who rescued or has redeemed or something like that. It's in a verb form. And yet, in the Hebrew, it says ha-goel, which is a different form. It means the redeemer, the kinsman redeemer, specifically. Goel is a redeemer who is by blood related to the ones he's redeeming. Now, this is, I've got to be honest with you, as provocative and thought-provoking a passage as the one we read earlier from John. Because this challenges a lot of religious ideas that people have. Let me show you. The God who's been my shepherd, the angel, the redeemer, the one who has rescued me from all harm, bless these boys. They're all joined together. That is provocative, isn't it? It is so provocative that some of the Jewish sages over the years have struggled with the words. And in fact, some who translated into other languages decided that they didn't like the Hebrew. And so they changed the Hebrew to mean something else, to make it more palatable or pleasing to their theological ideas. And yet the Hebrew is explicit and clear. The Lord, the shepherd, the angel, the Redeemer, they're all one. May he bless these boys. Not may they, may he bless those boys. And then he has a great grandfatherly blessing. May they remember who I am and what I stand for. And likewise, my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, who they were and what they stood for. And may they grow into teeming multitudes on the earth. So Jacob 
is blessing Joseph. He's blessing Joseph's sons. And he is declaring something that, that he is part, that Jacob is part of a family that has lived in the presence of God. And that God has been their shepherd. Jacob is saying, God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day. And comparing God or calling God a shepherd is very important because it means the one who feeds. And Jacob is saying this after having been in a famine in the promised land and then coming down to Egypt for a further famine. And so he is saying the Lord has fed us and taken care of us, even in the famine. Some people can't think of the faithfulness of God when they go through difficulty. But Jacob could. And he's saying, God has been my own shepherd. He's taken care of me. He's, he's personally cared for me. And the shepherd not only feeds, but the shepherd also guides and protects and leads. Jacob recognizes that God has been a good shepherd even in all the times of trouble and has taken care of him in the past and even up to this moment. And then he says, the angel. And in biblical Hebrew, I think when it talks about the angel of the Lord in this way, it is saying something that is hard. It is hard for certain Jewish ears to hear. And that is that God manifests himself in the physical world that we live in. And he takes on a body of some sort. That's difficult. It goes against all that Maimonides has taught. Most of modern rabbinic Judaism rejects this idea. And yet Torah expresses this idea. So it's a difficult one. I think it's an early proclamation of God who appears, who shows his face, who is present with us, who is a shepherd, and who delivers us. So I think that Jacob is proclaiming in a prophetic way Yeshua, the angel of the Lord who is the Lord. It's an amazing thing. Let's go to another passage that I think is maybe in, in the English-speaking world, one of the most familiar and beloved passages in all of the scriptures, it's the 23rd Psalm. It's a Psalm of David. And this is how it reads, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Let me underline something. The first three verses are declarations and descriptions about God, but now there's a change, and David is speaking to the Lord. And he's saying, you are with me. And he goes on, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I think those words are so familiar to us that sometimes we don't fully grasp what David is saying about goodness and mercy following. You could translate it this way. Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me and will overtake me all the days of my life. Some people think that the blessings of God are like way out there and they're, they're running after what they think are the blessings. But I want to tell you that David had a different understanding. The blessings of God were coming up and chasing him. They were in pursuit of him. And when you grasp what David grasped, it changes your view of life. If you think that the blessings of God are so hard to get that you've got to just run after them, you may be not seeing all that's going on. I want you to know something. When you're walking with the Lord, when you're expressing your faith and your trust in the Lord, even during times of difficulty, the Lord sends blessings from that direction to come to you. How many people have had the experience of being surprised by a blessing? You don't always get what you were looking for. Sometimes you get what you, won't looking, what you, what you weren't looking for. That's so much better. I had that experience when uh, I was looking for girls to date. Had different friends who were women. I said girls. I didn't mean girls. And one of my friends, who was a woman, was driving in the mountains outside of our city in Roanoke, Virginia. She was up in the mountains, beautiful mountains, Bent Mountain area. She got a flat tire. None of our friends up in that area uh, could help her. She couldn't get a hold of them. But she called me. I lived quite a distance away. And I came up and picked them up. And guess who was in her car? Sandy. <laughs> That's right. And I was looking in the mirror at this woman who I didn't really know. And I thought, there's something about her that I like, but I, I didn't know what to do with it. And she was looking at the mirror and thinking, I like his voice. Because <laughs> she was singing the back of my head. But I was there for one purpose, and the Lord used it for another purpose, and Sandy became, over time, not just my best friend, but my wife. And so I was just looking to be helpful for another friend who had a flat tire. So here's my message, guys. Don't be afraid to stop and help for flat tires. You never know what good is going to come to you. Single guys. Single guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I mean when I don't 
include everything that I need to say? <laughs> That's right. That is right. And thank you, Brian, for saying that. And also guys who are old enough to drive. Some of you 12-year-olds who are hearing this, don't think you should just get in the car and go look for her. We're just having fun with you now. I want to connect this to what Yeshua said. It was during Hanukkah. It's in John chapter 10. It's verse 14. And Yeshua says, I am the good shepherd. See, this is provocative, isn't it? The Lord is my shepherd. And Yeshua is saying, and I'm the good shepherd. And so the Lord, who is Echad, is Father, Son, Spirit, is not afraid to say things that reflect the truth and reality of that, even though it's hard. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And then skipping down to verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. And that idea of listening means not just hearing the voice, but taking it to heart, what you hear, and then putting it into action. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Echad. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are the good shepherd. We thank you that you are the kinsman redeemer. We thank you that you have been faithful to our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Ephraim, Manasseh, and all. And you are faithful to us. Thank you that you became our kinsman redeemer, that you came down from heaven in order to give us your life. Thank you, Lord, you came into our world so that we could come into your world. Thank you that you loved us so that we could spread the love of God that you've put in our hearts. Lord, we say yes to you. We want to serve you. We want to know you. We want to fellowship with you. We want to honor you. We want to be a blessing to you and a blessing to others. Use us in this coming year, we pray to be a blessing, Lord, that we would, through our love, cause many to declare the goodness of the Lord, who is their shepherd. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to close in just a moment. And again, I want to thank everyone for your words of encouragement. Keep them coming. They mean so much to us. And to also say we're grateful for your financial support, for your tithes, your offerings, for your special contributions for the Israel Emergency Fund and for your special end-of-year contributions. If you want to stand with us financially, you can go to our webpage, bethisraelnow.com giving. 
For all the details about our online giving platforms, giving Fire and PayPal, you'll also find our mailing address for checks and for your bank bill pay services. I want to ask you to stand right now for Aaron's blessing. And I'm so thankful for my good friend, Aaron. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha, Yer Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha, Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasemlecha. Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I hope you can join us for the Oneg next door in the Shalom Center. And I also want to ask you to be praying for me. I know you're ready to leave. Give me just a second.